Hi, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program... And in artificial intelligence, we've been focusing on two areas. One is the conversational AI piece where we have our own bot platform, which has been pretty successful. Uh, we just got granted our first patents in the US. Uh, so these are granted patents that came through a couple of weeks back. That's after these headlines. Unmanned aircraft systems, or drones as they are commonly referred to, will now be much easier to operate in India. The central government yesterday notified new rules that do away with several onerous requirements for those in the sector, paving the way for startups to ramp up the use of drones for everything from delivery of medicines and e-commerce purchases to aerial surveys that could help agriculture and conservation. The rules, called Drone Rules 2021, are built on a premise of trust, self-certification and non-intrusive monitoring, India's Ministry of Civil Aviation said in a press release. The new drone rules will tremendously help startups and our youth working in this sector, Prime Minister Narendra Modi wrote in a tweet. They will open up new possibilities for innovation and business and help leverage India's strengths in innovation, technology and engineering to make India a drone hub, he wrote. Lenovo is expanding its manufacturing capacity in India, the Chinese maker of smartphones, tablets and computers, said in a press release yesterday. Lenovo's in-house PC manufacturing plant in Puducherry has been expanded to include a third manufacturing line. The company has launched local manufacturing of its tablet computers in partnership with WingTech Technology at a plant in Tirupati, Andhra Pradesh. Smartphones for Motorola, a Lenovo group company, are now locally manufactured in partnership with Dixon Technologies at Noida, Uttar Pradesh. According to IDC, the total PC market size in India is expected to rise to more than 15 million units by 2022, compared with 10 million units in 2020. Lenovo is expanding in India across all business lines, including PC and smart devices, smartphones, infrastructure solutions, and especially in the newly established Services and Solutions Group, the company said in its release. Total revenue for all Lenovo Group businesses in India was approximately $462 million for the quarter ended June 30th, 2021, representing a year-on-year growth of 31.3%. Microsoft will invest $20 billion to advance its security solutions over the next five years, Chief Executive Satya Nadella wrote in a tweet yesterday after meeting US President Joe Biden. The company is also committing $150 million to help US government agencies to upgrade IT protections and expand its cybersecurity training partnerships, he tweeted. Nadella was among some of America's top tech CEOs who met President Biden on Wednesday to discuss cybersecurity after a spate of ransom attacks and breaches by hackers have raised concerns around the world. A ransomware attack in May led to the shutting down of one of America's biggest oil pipelines. Hackers have also targeted phone companies and crypto and blockchain networks. Separately, Microsoft has hired Charlie Bell, a top Amazon Web Services executive and confidant of CEO Andy Jesse, until recently, Wall Street Journal reports. Charlie Bell was an AWS senior vice president and is now listed as a corporate vice president at Microsoft, according to an internal employee register viewed by the Wall Street Journal. He worked for years with Jassy, then the AWS CEO, to build up the cloud computing business. He may have left after being overlooked for the top job at AWS following Jassy's appointment as CEO of Amazon, according to the journal. 
Yahoo has stopped publishing any news or digital content in India. Effective August 26, 2021, we have ceased publication of content in India and have shut down Yahoo's content operations in the country, the company said on its India website. The content offerings closed include Yahoo News, Yahoo Cricket, Finance, Entertainment and Makers India. We did not come to this decision lightly. However, Yahoo India has been impacted by changes to regulatory laws in India that now limit the foreign ownership of media companies that operate and publish digital content in India, Yahoo said. US telecom and internet service provider Verizon bought Yahoo in 2017 but is now selling it to Apollo Global Management, a private equity company. In an age of instant unicorns on the back of large investment rounds, Abhinav Agarwal and Raghav Agarwal are a rare breed of entrepreneurs marching to their own tune. The brothers, Forbes 30 and the 30 winners, remain bootstrapped with Fluid AI, their 9-year-old Mumbai venture that makes conversational AI bots and an AI analytics engine for banks, insurers and financial companies. I caught up with Abhinav for an update on the company where sales have surged and profits even more so this year. Here's more from our conversation. Abhinav, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time uh, for this. Of course, uh, Fluid AI uh, has been there for now almost 10 years. Uh, a well-known AI uh, company. For folks uh, who may be less familiar with your work, uh, it would help if you can give us a kind of snapshot of what Fluid AI is about and uh, we'll go from there. No, absolutely. Thank you so much, Hari. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. So yeah, just to give you, uh, you know, uh, give everyone a quick overview of, of Fluid AI. It was founded by Raghav and me, both of us are brothers. And uh, interestingly, Raghav dropped out of IIM Ahmedabad, I dropped out of ISB Hyderabad to start it. Uh, you know, so we're both Finn guys, big passion for technology. You know, we were winners at the TechRun Disrupt Hackathon. So self-taught coders and then decided, hey, you know, let's take the plunge. Fluid AI has been built around, you know, the philosophy of saying, uh, you know, cutting edge next generation technology with the focus on artificial intelligence. And in artificial intelligence, we've been focusing on two areas. One is the conversational AI piece where we have our own bot platform, which has been pretty successful. Uh, we just got granted our first patents in the US. Uh, so these are granted patents that came through a couple of weeks back. And then on the, so there's the conversational AI part of the product. And then there's the, the the analytics part of the product which is we do uh, ai analytics for a lot of global brands so we have our own product and then we also kind of handhold our customers and really aim towards delivering you know high end business value towards towards these customers as a part of that solution mm. uh, when you started the company what was the idea that uh, triggered uh, the startup that eventually became uh, fluid ai maybe uh, talk about what was your uh, you know so called minimum viable product and then uh, what has the company evolved into today absolutely you know so i think our our you know the journey was interesting because we actually started out in a you know in another vertical we started out in the education space building kind of like a learning management solution and you know the reason we got into ai was because both raghav and me were very passionate about technology and we used to love to code and uh, we found ai as this very interesting space that time it was not very popular so not many people would talk about it and we also found it as a space where we said you know this this if it, if it works as a great future in terms of scalability and uh, yeah i think that that kind of propelled us we also realized that it's a great barrier to entry because you know with technologies like ai you can't just throw people at the problem and solve it so a smaller team like ours could really stand up against some of the big guys 
So that was the philosophy we went with. Our first product was kind of an interactive uh, uh, bot that you could converse with uh, and kind of have smart conversations with. And uh, we built that. We kind of got really excited. And then we built another one, which was, uh, you know, predictive analytics engine on the stock market. We could predict the market forward. And, and, and those two kind of really, you know, they, they started us off and, uh, it was a funny story, but we went ahead and, uh, we demoed some of those solutions that, you know, at one of those conferences, it was an ASCOM conference and we were actually pitching a lot to retailers. We thought, you know, retailers would really love this solution. But two banks approached us in that uh, conference, two of the largest banks. And, uh, and yeah, and then we, uh, what do you call, they, they kind of gave us their use cases. We said, yeah, absolutely. We could do that. Uh, and then we, you know, we got our first customers. We also started work with Axis Bank at that time. And, uh, and then that's where we said, wow, you know, when we started working with a lot of these banks, we said, there's some huge uh, scalability here. We were providing some great value to them with these algorithms and products. And yeah, that's when we started scaling it and, and building it bigger and focusing on, in on that. And then we went on to do implementations for Bank of America in the US, for MasterCard. Uh, we got selected by Gartner and Forrester as the top deep learning vendor. We expanded verticals. We moved into insurance in a big way. Then we moved into healthcare where we, we did something very interesting with the, the GE teams. And we were part of uh, you know one of their uh, uh, cohorts uh, last year. And we kind of did some exciting work with them. So we kind of then started adding a lot of verticals and, you know, we, we, we started working with Royal Bank of Canada. So we kind of focused on the North American European market, uh, and then, then grew the business. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned, uh, two, I think, uh, two products now, one on the conversational AI front and the other on the analytics front. Uh, so what, what are your flagship uh, products? If I can put it that way. Right. So the, 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 yeah, those two would, I'd say, you know, the, the, the bot is, our, is called the fluidity. I bought, that's one of our key flagships. It has, you know, it obviously has everything to do with conversational AI, but apart from that, it has, you know, an AI after that can interact with you. We, uh, uh, it, it has, uh, you know, you know, ability to bring up uh, unique content for the customers, including videos and, uh, presentations, it has the capability to do straight through processing as well, right? So end to end, we were able to take one bank, which used to take about 12 days to process, uh, or, or, you know, when a customer showed uh, interest in a product, it used to take them 12 days to process it. We took that down to 12 minutes because it did everything. It qualified the customer, figured out his interest rate and, and then gave him the, the final loan. So the fluidity I bought is definitely a big flagship. We, uh, worked very closely with Forbes, uh, USA where we launched the world's first ever AI magazine cover for Forbes with Warren Buffett. So we worked with Warren and, and Forbes to launch this version of Warren that you could interact with. So his AI version would come up and you could ask him questions. So we did some cool implementations with that flagship. And uh, so that's, that's one of our flagships. And the other flagship product that we have is uh, our frontier analytics platform, which essentially helps you go from data to insights and real-time predictions using some pretty complex algorithms in a matter of minutes, right? So we've been, you know, one implementation with a bank, which was an amazing story. We, we took like five core banking complex systems, integrated all of them on one call, uh, pulled data and then ran an AI problem uh, and were able to start doing predictions, right? So it's, it's pretty powerful and, you know, coolest platform. Yeah. I, I remember the the Warren Buffett uh, 
no, botany. In fact, I think I tried it out with a couple of questions as well. Did you go on to make a mobile app version of it or something like that I mean, that people can download and kind of play with? Yeah, no, interesting question, Ali. So we actually thought of the mobile version quite a lot. We did build an app, but uh, I think very quickly we realized that, you know, staying on the web was was more powerful because we did that with Forbes as well. And what we realized is the friction of downloading an app for a brand, integrating it, it's pretty complex, pretty long journey. And they weren't getting, uh, you know, so the app, 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 we found that the app platform wasn't the greatest. And so we actually focused on it being a frictionless platform on web, including mobile web. So you can actually, and, and the Forbes implementation actually was spearheaded on mobile itself. So you can, you know, access it from your phone. And actually that went on to become really big for us. You know, we did, uh, uh, we did bots for Amitabh Bachchan and Veer Kapoor when the movies came out, we did, uh, uh, you know, we did about 80 million conversations on that in one year and, um, that kind of that whole thing really scaled out really well. We did a German bot very recently for Bosch. Uh, we work with, you know, guys like Daimler uh, and, 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 and a lot of other brands. So that's the kind of the journey that it ended up taking. Hmm. And the, uh, the other analytics uh, product, which uh, banks, uh, financial companies are using, uh, gives a sense of uh, what they're able to do, maybe with an example. Absolutely. On the on the pro, on the on the frontier analytics platform by Fluid AI, what we've typically, you know, one of the most popular use cases that we've taken up is figuring out, you know, when a customer will default. Uh, especially in COVID, that became a pretty hot one because, you know, a lot of financial changes for people, and you, you had a lot of defaults hitting the banks, so they needed to handle it a little more smartly, and you needed to be predictive about it. So what we did in that example was we we took a large amount of data that the bank had right on these customers. So whether it was, and this was all in their infrastructure. So we took, uh, you know, their accounting data, their core banking, we took like, you know, what transactions these people are doing, what the savings account looks like, what um, uh, their demographic details, you know, like, uh, you know, their, what, what, where, where they stay, what, what uh, you know, are they, are they single or married? So anything and everything about the customer, how many times did they call the call center, right? Any, any details was, was good enough for us. Uh, we took all that data and we built using Frontier, we built this model that uh, is very accurately able to predict when a customer will default. Uh, 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 so we did two parts. We did when predict when a customer is going to default 30 days before it happens. And the other was when a customer actually comes in for a loan application, the algorithm is able to score him really smartly as to saying, okay, will this customer be good for the loan? Will it, will it not be? And uh, yeah, we were able to reach, reach, you know, accuracy of like 85, 87%, which was phenomenal because suddenly you're like predicting these things and the bank was aware about them before they happened. And they just became, you know, uh, super smart at, 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 uh, you know, being able to reach out to these customers in advance, uh, you know, before the default, as we all know, in the cases of, uh, you know, banking, when a default happens, the first one there typically takes the cake and, uh, everyone else is left hanging with their, uh, you know, hands up in the air. So, you know, that's, that's essentially what, uh, what, what we built for them, some huge value. And similarly on the lending side, we were able to reduce default rates by about 30%, uh, over a two year study you know, about 30, 40%. And they were actually able to lend more because they were lending to the right people using, using the model. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, 
just to extend that question a little bit further or that point a little bit further uh, figuring out who to give a loan uh, is it now completely automated using your frontier analytics or is there still a human element to it no absolutely i think in fact uh, it's largely hari i think it's a great question it's uh, it's tiered so basically for a loan below a certain amount let's say you know 100000 it's completely automated uh so you know a customer in fact goes on the platform uh on the bank's platform it's all frontiers all backward integrated so it talks to everything and tells the customer if his offer or code is valid and if he can go and take the loan uh, it can it can do an auto disbursement into his account and then for you know slightly bigger accounts it it kind of they still have a person see it but uh kind of more notionally and very very little so not not much happens on that side it's 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 almost like 99% automated even on that side hmm. and uh, these days uh, this whole idea of uh, embedded finance has again kind of taken life uh, this time in the digital world much more i guess uh, so i was just wondering if uh, technologies like uh, what you have developed can be used to uh, dynamically offer um, better loans uh, to people who have a great track record is that already happening what is the scene there yeah no absolutely uh, it's been very interesting i think as everyone's moved to this very on demand you know culture and i know you know you can have guys like amazon and all to thank for that but customers now are expecting everything to be on demand and instant so you're absolutely right right now like typically a turnaround of like you know half a day is also frowned upon so we've introduced a lot of these help these banks introduce a lot of these products which is you know dynamic uh, uh dynamic loans which are you know instantly issued to them uh we've also and we've done that across industries you know we did uh, we're doing dynamic insurance which is if i'm going to let's say goa for two days uh can i just insure that and get a premium in real time allocated for that one trip we've done that in healthcare where we're doing some cool stuff on you know dynamic healthcare so across industries we're seeing you know you know this this whole culture of it being real time and and you know quick and the ai is really enabling a lot of that these algorithms analytics ml deep learning algorithms are really enabling a lot of that successfully hmm uh explain the technology behind uh, frontier analytics not not that i want you to give us a lot of technical stuff but uh, give us a sense of how it actually does what it does absolutely so i think with the with the with the analytics platform with frontier i think the key challenge that we were solving for was you know well, well threefold right there's you know banks and insurers and and all these guys they have amazing amounts of data but it's all lying siloed right so typical organizations will come and say you know give me give me all of the data very organized in one source but 90 90% of the time when you go there that's never the case right everything is resting in silos something is resting in excel file something is resting in some random database something was you know there's a call center vendor who has call center data lying somewhere uh frontier allows you to very quickly build pipelines to pull all this data very efficiently in one place and even if the data is huge it does it very very light on on memory uh so that solves your first problem of getting everything together in one place it then provides you a beautiful platform to to run analytics and and it caters to everyone so 
you know you're a business user and you don't understand the analytics ml ai deep learning space uh it's okay because in that case you can uh, you, you know with frontier you can just do a few clicks uh you don't need to know what's happening in the background and you have a, a predictive model that's ready to be deployed and it auto deploys it for you and if you are someone and that's the beauty where we really differentiate us as you are a data scientist so you are a person of very good technical expertise frontier shows you what's happening underneath and you can code on top or make make your make your changes do further optimization and then this automated machine it you know it puts these predictive models into production it it manages them monitors them and uh, it's then fully integrated to uh, action as well and that's where you know some of the power comes in is that let's say you know the algorithm predicts the top 20 customers who are going to let's say default it will it it's inbuilt to auto communicate with those customers right so it's backward integrated with our conversational platform but it can auto communicate with those customers it can uh, you know auto have auto conversations it can basically handle the task end to end so you're not just sitting with a set of predictions and saying okay what should i do and it makes all those insights and predictions available in you know beautiful dashboards to to your uh, you know management teams business everyone that's needed so the way we look at it it's kind of like this end to end genie that uh, that handles the entire cycle for businesses to be able to deliver value very quickly from from their from 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 their data and by value i feel we, that's where we're redefining what value means because till now in the analytics industry people always define value as uh, the accurate predictions but we go a step further and say the platform will let you take the action the platform will do the conversation uh, the platform will actually end up delivering you the value hmm. that's pretty interesting uh, give, give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations today and how many customers how many countries uh, whatever way you think is a good way to illustrate the scale of your operations Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think uh, uh, as an organization, you know, we've been uh, pretty homegrown. We bootstrapped our way. So we started as uh, you know just just me and Raghav from our from our rooms coding, and uh, you know today we have beautiful offices. Check out our website; you'll see some snapshots of our office with you know state of the art. Although we don't end up using them much nowadays due to COVID, but um, yeah, as an organization now, it, they, this year was was like a, this two thousand twenty one from Jan to that has been a mega year for us. We've uh, grown revenues by around two x, so we two hundred percent on revenues. We've grown four hundred percent on profits. Uh, we've been a profitable company from day one. So yeah, we've seen a phenomenal upswing in numbers, and uh, yeah, teams have been growing well, and uh, yeah, the products are doing really well in the market. We in terms of markets we're now in north america in a big way we're in europe in a big way uh, asia those three are our larger larger markets and you know we do some of the the top uh, the top three you know large banks across europe which include you know we work with barclays we work with societe generale uh, we work with the largest insurer one of the largest insurers in in north america as well and you know again we we are very big in france in germany in uk uh in in uh, in in canada us uh india obviously uh and the middle east as well we we kind of have have deployments there so it's it's been fairly well grown mm. if i recall right and correct me if i'm wrong uh maybe there was one instance where uh, you considered an investor but then you uh kind of walked away uh, have you 
continue to uh, use your own money or uh, have you taken uh, outside investment now? Yeah, I think no, we've not taken outside investment. So you're absolutely right, Hari. We knew it. We did get a lot of offers. We got offers for acquisition. We got offers for uh, funding. We get even more often, uh, you know, funding offers. Uh, but yeah, we've always run it the traditional, you know, the Marwadi way. So we built it from the profits, and we continue to do so. So the company is 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 you know pretty pro- very profitable and it's running well. And every time we think. Uh, of raising or or you know acquisition the profits keep growing and the business keeps growing so you know we we want to know what to do with that money you know that's either the irony because we already have a lot of capital lying around uh that's that's also a struggle to deploy at this point uh but uh, the, i guess that's probably why we've not really uh, been taking any outside capital but we 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 we've been what do you call uh we've been happy with the decision also i think it's been uh, it's been it's been nice to be able to grow the firm you know in a sound pace with a sound fundamental identity and really structure it well as it goes hmm. how many people on your team today so we are about 50 people and uh, you know we, uh, we 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 keep thinking that we'll grow the team but uh, you know the teams are rising up to the occasion so well and we keep building a lot of op- automations and you know processes uh that help us keep scaling and because we're more productized at the end of the day we see you know the more product heavy guys are able to scale organizations very quickly without increasing people and that's that's the aim like you know take a lot of inspiration from the guys like zero da who you know the 30% tech team uh today are the largest brokerage in india right and do like billions if not trillions of dollars uh i think billions sorry not trillions would be a bit much uh or, or maybe not but yeah so they they do huge amounts you know through their platform so i think we've taken the same vision coming back to what you started with uh, the news about uh, the patents uh, that's interesting to me uh, what are the patents for so one of them yeah absolutely uh, one of them is on our uh, uh, you know the same technology that we launched for forms which was the uh, is a the ai avatar technology where you can have an ai avatar interact with you and have a conversation with you through the browser itself or on your phone itself so we got granted the us patent for that and another one the slightly more technical patent for uh, you know uh, for some of our algorithms so it's a little tough to explain to to non technology but it's a patent which which uh, which covers you know our capabilities or algorithms that can do you know really sophisticated predictions excellent okay very interesting uh, as always sabina it is uh, great to catch up with you after a while uh, thank you again for making time for this yeah no hari it was uh, a pleasure interacting with you it's always been a pleasure and uh, you know it's uh, i i would call your podcast and uh, are very exciting and always you know always a fun to listen to so I'm super thrilled to be part of one uh, as well That was Abhinav Agarwal. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.